no one is 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 is, is more locked in. from Thursday to Monday. No one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. Yeah, and now we have Fields talking on the record for the first time since he left locker cleanout day. So I'll start with you. What was your biggest takeaway from what happened on the Amon Ross St. Brown podcast this week? Well, you first and foremost, that was as comfortable as I've ever seen Justin Fields on camera or in like in front of a microphone. He was just chopping it up with his buddies and he was remarkably relaxed. Like I I he was so I watched the whole thing. I he was so comfortable that I actually found it disarming from how he normally is, which is pretty guarded and calculated to the point where doing a little bit of armchair psychoanalysis here, but that I don't think he could have possibly been lying in what he was saying. He was just so relaxed. And so when he says, I just want it to be over, I think he is telling the truth. I also think he knows what's going to happen. I think that the writings on the wall that they are moving on from him, it's been so widely reported. Brad Biggs, the top beat writer for the bears for the tribune said, you know, it's not about Caleb V Justin. It's about which quarterback they're going to draft. You know, he said, I I normally like to be watching film in the offseason. He's not. Uh, Shane Waldron, the New Bears offensive coordinator, said that they've just exchanged texts. So it's not like he's in the facility grinding on Shane Waldron's new offense right now. Like, it's it's over. It's just a matter of time. And so when he said that he unfollowed the Bears and the NFL, you know, he's a smart guy. He's like, oh, why are you taking social media so seriously? He knew that that could come up, but I believe that his motivation was genuine in that he wanted to, he can't get out of it. He's not going to delete the app from his phone and he hates seeing the constant debate about what's going to happen for his future because frankly, I'm making my living off of that debate and I'm sick and tired of it. You know, I am ready. Are you really? Yeah, man. Well, because, because the next thing is when it starts to get interesting. What do they get for Justin? Caleb has to start doing the like public workouts, pro days, vetting. Like The, the combine starts Tuesday. We finally are going to start to get new pieces of actual information, whereas everything from locker cleanout day till now, has there hasn't been anything new. Not one new thing has happened. And so I'm just, I'm just ready for like the next chapters in the story. He missed me with the thing about sometimes you mess with a girl, but you don't follow her on Instagram. You only do that if you're, she's your side piece kind of deal or you're cheating with, with people in their young twenties. Now, if they're into you, they're following you on social. Okay. That whole thing. I did not like that's that was it was a funny moment, but I don't think he right. I think he was also just kind of like, especially you EQ like Equinemia St. Brown. Like yeah. maybe maybe EQ is a little bit of a ladies' man. Like I, you know, I think he was just he was busting balls with his friends. It's just very it's very clear that's what that whole. So vibe the was. other thing about this about him just wanting it to be over, it's happened two years in a row. It's deja vu. He had to live this again at the start of last off season before 
the trade got made with Carolina. He had to do, he had to deal with that for two months. I was in Arizona at the Super Bowl and I asked Justin Fields about it, you know? So he was been, he's been dealing with these kind of questions now for two years running. He probably also feels like he's, he deserves better. You know, like, yes, he's, he's, this is this type of conversation about him. You know, some of it has been framed, I think, as like the Bears giving up on him or not thinking he's good enough, you know, and and that's, that's gotta, I think, uh, create a chip on his shoulder and a bitterness here. Like whether it's true or not, the perception is they think another quarterback is better than me already. And that's gotta, that's gotta piss him off and and probably will motivate him wherever he uh, en- ends up. So what did you think of the Atlanta answer that he gave? What did you make of that whole deal? Well, good job by the St. Brown brothers. Like they were kind of needling him a little bit uh, with it. So first of all, good job. Um, Again, honest with, they probably need another receiver. Uh, You know, only downside of going there would be you get hit up by everybody that you grew up with for tickets. But I think that, that place makes a lot of sense. And I think he knows it. So the guy who drafted him is there, Ryan Pace. It's his hometown. It's a dome. And they ha- they think that they're a quarterback away from being competitive. And with where they're picking in the first round, they probably can't draft a top guy. So I do think it checks a ton of boxes but is their offensive coordinator going to say that Justin Fields can execute that offense? That's a huge question because it, it gets these off the same McVay tree and it was very, very bumpy. So I think all of the narrative stuff, I've said that from the beginning, Atlanta makes the most sense. The X's and O's thing, I think is a huge question mark. So do I. I think that's exactly right. Uh, and that's why not only Atlanta from a, schematic standpoint offensively I'm questioning that even though uh the division and the playmakers there and him going back home like those and him in a dome him in a dome is a is a you know that makes him five ten percent more lethal on the ground that's that's definitely a factor you faster surface you're saying that kind of deal yes yeah Yeah. um I saw Tony Pauline report that the Raiders are interested. No, they're not. I love Tony, but there's no way that's true. Luke Getze, they want to do that again. Does either party want to continue that relationship? I don't think so either. I think Luke feels like Fields kind of got him fired. And I think that Fields feels like I didn't reach my full full potential with this guy. So why would they want to get the band back together just in Vegas? That I thought that was nonsensical when I saw that um the for fields I'll tell you man you're going to be in Indy for the combine I don't know to what extent some of these guys yeah you're making faces I don't know to what extent some of these guys are going to like do full workouts and whatnot I haven't researched or kept up on all the quarterbacks I probably should for the purpose of doing the show with you so I can kind of feel like I'm fighting a equal battle with you on this from an informational point of view but it if you're Atlanta and you're at eight, you're going there to find out, I think, two things. Is there a quarterback worth trading up for? Like, can we go to eight to three with the Patriots or something like that and 
make them an offer they can't refuse? Is Do we like the third quarterback in this draft that much? Do we know who the third quarterback is going to be? That kind of thing. And also the fourth quarterback. You know, we saw what Jim Harbaugh said about McCarthy. If you're Atlanta, can you get him at eight? Do you feel like even if you even if he can't get to eight, do you have to move up to six to get him? And would you prefer to do that than trade for fields? Yeah. So there's like there's a lot in play here. I heard somebody say, and you might have gotten the same thing, that they think the fields trade will get done next week. Do you agree with that? So would you Bre- bet on that? Would you bank on that? So Breer put it out there um, that, that that they were going to try to you know jump the market on it. They should because you and I keep talking about it, and I keep saying it on the show. It's it's bad business to bet against Glazer and Schefter and Rappaport, who all say there's going to be a robust market for Justin Fields. But show me the team. Vegas has Getze, Atlanta, maybe. That makes sense, like we talked about, but there is a question mark on scheme fit. Pittsburgh, if you trust the local reporting and you're there, they're not interested. Denver doesn't have a second-round pick. Um, I don't. I, I think a lot of this has been Ryan Poles leaking to those guys how many great offers he's getting to try to make someone actually jump up and make him a great offer. I'm going to double down on what I said with you on this podcast last week, and it got aggregated some places, that the only way the Steelers are going to get involved here is if the price absolutely plummets. And I think that I think that everybody's been made aware of that. I don't think that everyone's been clued in. When I say everyone, I don't mean the media. I mean people within that building from what I've heard. I don't think that they've used Fields' name specifically. But I think that there is an understanding that if somebody who's available can be had and it's looked at as a super good deal, a discount, a, a, it comes with at a price you can't say no to. I think in that situation, the Steelers could get involved. But Danny, that's the only way. The, the 20th pick thing that you brought up last week, I, I had somebody laugh at that. They thought it was hysterical. There's They were like, no way would that ever happen. Um, I don't think a second round pick would even happen, actually. I think that would even be considered too much. That uh, There was a trade package floated out there by ESPN the response I got, I think it was second and fourth, was like, yeah, that isn't happening either. 